Hunters, and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, July 24. I'm John Barker. Joining me once again, Dynamite. Um, Joel is on. Well, Dan, uh, even more of the country is in lockdown this Saturday, but uh, luckily there's a few intriguing races to watch, none more so than the Group 3 Bletchingly Stakes at Caulfield. Yeah, absolutely, Bucks. Um, you know, get an informed horse like the astrologist who's come up through the grades, taking on um, some of these classier sort of sprinters, and um, Viridine gets his chance to defend his crown. Um, Streets of Avalon will have a lot of interest first up. Of course, a Group 1 winner, last preparation, and just a, a race that you can sort of – it's hard to, um, I guess, rule any out. So really competitive contest, and just hoping that there isn't too um, – uh, between now and and Saturday, there's obviously been a bit that's fallen already. Yeah, well, look, uh, my uh, well, rain is the key. Um, I think I've uh, um, I've tipped for a heavy eight, which um, is well, it's certainly on Thursday morning that was the condition of the track. More rain is forecast. Yeah, not not a massive amount. So look, uh, we might end up in the soft range, and I've probably. I might have dismissed a couple, but perhaps I uh, shouldn't have. Um, but we will start with that race. It is race eight at Caulfield on Saturday. The big screen company, Bletchingly Stakes, 1,200 metres. Standard weight for age. As you mentioned, Viridine, last year's winner from Streets of Avalon. They are both back to duke it out again. Uh, fun facts about the Bletchingly. Barriers three to seven have provided nine of the past ten Winners, there's 12 to face the starter in it at this stage. Uh, only two female horses, one filly, one mare, have won it in its 27-year history. Well, that's not going to be a factor because they're all males on Saturday. And no winner in the 27-year history has come off a last start finish worse than fourth in the same campaign. Obviously, a lot of them have uh, have been first up uh, and may have failed the, uh, the last uh, try of their previous prep. But if you... If you're worried about that statistic, that would rule out Viridine, Order of Command, Isaurian, William Thomas, Innkeeper, I Am Summer. That's virtually got rid of my first four. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, which way have you gone in Saturday's Bletching Yeah, as I mentioned, it's uh, you know the rain will, will obviously play a factor, but I thought this is a very open race, so not um, tipping anything on top with a heap of confidence. I'm going to go with Streets of Avalon. First up, he was a very good winner in the Australia Stakes first up last time in, albeit on a good track, a good three. Um, he had a very good preparation. As I mentioned, he was a Group 1 all-winner. His last, his, he was last seen running in the All-Star Mile. He finished midfield there. I thought he ran a pretty decent race, um, settling midfield there. And on a deteriorating surface, he certainly, um, you know, he certainly ran quite well, I thought, amongst some, around some very classy horses. Um, so I've got him on top here. Um, hopefully he can, he'll roll forward from that good draw and and um, he does have a good record here at Caulfield. So hopefully the track isn't too wet for him, but he's only had the one start on a heavy track. Um, but look, there's a lot, of, a lot of question marks about a few of these. So I've got one on top, Streets of Avalon, two, Viridine and next. Um, those two ran the Quinella in this race last year. Viridine winning the race. Um, I thought he was excellent in the John Wanash last start. He's a long way back on the turn. He probably gave him no hope there and he was clearly, for my eye, the best of the um, the back markers in a race that was controlled from up on the speed. 
his wet track form is much better than a lot of those in the a lot of his rivals here. Five Red Can Man, who was sat on pace in that Monash and, and got the upper hand late. It was a lovely ride from Ben Mallum. Um, he's another one where he won't want it too wet, but he's sort of sort of untested on on, on wet track, so you can't really rule a line um, rule a line through him because of that. And in for fourth, got seven Isaurian. Um, also note down to run in Sydney as well. Hasn't been scratched from either yet. One, two, five, and seven, my numbers. Yeah, look, I put Isaurian on top. I had uh, Dexalation for second as well. Dexalation, the early scratching as we speak on Thursday afternoon. I wanted to make Dexalation my roughie, actually, but staying in Adelaide and uh, could well be that my uh, top selection ends up in Sydney. But, uh, oh, look, Isaurian, I just thought, Look, if you certainly if you fancy, I just thought uh, that astrologist race, the Isaurian, uh, just gets too much of a of a weight turnaround. Uh, never seen a heavy track. Um, first and a second from four starts on soft. So uh, look, I went with Isaurian to beat Innkeeper, who is the, the real wet tracker. Uh, it got Viridine for third, and with the scratching of Desolation, I put in Streets of Avalon. Obviously, uh, he's the one at the ratings at the weight for age, but uh, just. Just to be concerned with uh, not so much the one start for nothing on the heavy, but uh, the 10 starts on the soft for no wins. Uh, that is the black type race at Caulfield on Saturday. Tell us, Daniel, about your specials there. Pretty keen on Sunfall in race three. Barks is uh, figures first up at Geelong were excellently sort of, sort of settled at the rear of the field. That's a track wide on the turn, a long way off him, but he just reeled them up with ease. It was his last 600, 400, 200 were the quickest of the day. Um, his last 200, 400 by some margin. So it was an next, um, considering his first number 1330, there's a bit of benefit to come, you'd think, and uh, I'm happy to make him my best all day at Caulfield. Race three, number one. Now the value comes up in race seven. Duke of New Orleans. Now, a little disappointing to the eye, probably first up. He um, had his chance out in front. Worth noting that a few of those, um, it was a good day to sort of run on at Maui that day, but and it was a heavy eight he saw first up. But he has went on a heavy track before. He's got it a little bit softer, a little bit drier at sales second up, and he showed his class there. It was a, a very good ride from Ethan Brown, weaving through him to, to win and beat a pretty handy one in Frisson. And the strength of that win, I think he can go right on with it. And whilst this is a much tougher assignment, um, takes on a few informed gallopers here, um, the strength of that win at sale. And, and what he showed throughout his first preparation looked to be a horse of above average ability. So Duke of New Orleans around that $9, $10 mark. He's my best value of the day at Caulfield. Race seven, number five. Uh, well, I'm up against him with the big easy. Just uh, like that. Uh, well, again, looking for a wet track. And uh, I liked that. Uh, the form coming out of that last Sydney win, and uh, I guess the question has uh, been up for a while. My value bet in classic John Barker fashion is a $4.40 second favourite. I just thought uh, had to be 20. It had to be better, a little bit better than that. But it's the undefeated Tasmanian. Uh, it won't surprise listeners to learn, and that is uh, race five. And before and beyond, I thought the inevitable might find a bit of form also earlier on the card, so... Could be a, a big Saturday at Caulfield for our Tasmanian Cousins. The main venue for Sydney racing on Saturday, or the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday, is Rose Hill Gardens. There is uh, another big 10-race program there. 
uh, and there is a stakes race. And that is the first leg of the quaddy, which these days is race seven. It is the 4X Winter Challenge over 1,500 metres uh, quality listed event. Daniel, where'd you go there? Yeah, I'm with True Detective. I was with him in the Winter Stakes last start, and there's no match for Bandersnatch, who, um, who was just who was just flying that horse. He was well rated up, up on the speed again, and it was just too good for them. True Detective had his chance there, but uh, and raced well into a clear second. Um, look, he's going really well. Just needs a win. This gelding stays at 53 kilos, um, uh, handles all conditions, a little bit of a slight knocked up to 1,500 metres. You might see if he can run out of 1,500 metres, a strong one anyway. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but as I said, the, I, think his, I think his form, his preparation, he's going as well as he's ever been, and um, he gets a, perhaps he had a good run. So he's on top for me, true detective, the eight. Three in next order again. <clears throat> Um, he finished third in that race behind Bandersnatch and True Detective. He was a longer way further further back in the field and ran on quite nicely. Again, um, like the stable mate, he's going well without winning this preparation. Five, Kerwin's Lane. A very honest horse. Tackled a, a stakes race for the first time last start and uh, wasn't far away. He was seventh and nine, but sort of held his ground there. And, and uh, in, the, in his, um, he's just a horse that always tries hard and, so I'm happy to include him. And in for fourth, I have the one, uh, which is Chief Ironside. First up here, uh, will obviously improve with the run and over a little bit further, but um, he's got class on his side. And first up, last preparation over this trip, he ran third in a Cameron handicap. So uh, he's a big price, but I, I think he's, he's definitely worth um, he's worth consideration at, at sort of 20 to, one, 20 to 1, those sort of odds. Eight three five one. Your specials at Rose Hill come up earlier in the program, starting with your best, and that is race three, number six, the Chris Waller trained Yee. Yeah, impressive win at the Provincials last start. Um, put him away very easily. Uh, this gelding first up at Newcastle, so obviously come back in terrific order. Uh, prefers a wet track. Really like the trial prior, and uh, just ticks quite a few boxes here for me. Yee, I don't think it's a race considerable depth. There's certainly a, a couple going well, but um, off the strength of that first up, performance. I think if he runs up to that, um, he'll be hard to beat again. Good draw, McDonald on. Um, happy to back Yee. He came quite keen on him. Best of the day. Race three, number six. Value comes up in race five, the 2,400 metre. Um, benchmark 78. Down the bottom of the page, I think one at a huge price. Um, can certainly figure in Poulton Lasands. He's fifth up now. His last start run at Rose Hill I thought was very good. He got a little bit um, sort of racing restricted room earlier in the straight, but able to get up to the outside and was finishing as well as anything, I thought, in the race. Um, carries a light weight, 53 kilos here. And, and that right, and jumping up to 2,400 metres last start, he'll certainly improve with that run under the belt. So I just thought the way he's going, this preparation, he's improving with each run. And I thought well over the odds at um, 40 to 1 or thereabouts. <clears throat> Fulton Lasands, race five, number 12. All righty there. Back onto the course proper at Morfordville on Saturday. Big nine race card and uh, your best comes up in the first leg of the quaddy there, Daniel. Yep, that's correct. Heroic Chief, who still a maiden and um, still eligible for maiden grade, obviously, but taking on... Um, Few of the taking on a, a benchmark 62 race here, so few of his rivals do have winning form. But his recent trial, uh, his recent jump out rather at Flemington, was very good. 
um, splitting Osori and, and Palmy there. His form throughout his preparation, two starts, stood up second to Litchfield County, who's a smart colt on debut, and then and uh, just just tied late, second up at Kyneton, put away for a spell there, given time, and the two recent jump outs at Flemington, as I mentioned, have been very good. So keen to back him. Race six, number five, Heroic Chief. Gone with another Victorian visitor as my other special of the day, and that is Black Opal comes up in the race prior, race five. Um, two runs back from a spell, both on the synthetic and both with big weights. He's been pretty good. <clears throat> he's a horse that does improve with racing. Um, and now with those two runs under the belt, I think he can figure here. Jess Eaton will be hoping for a, a win to sort of uh, to claim, to try and claim an Adelaide Premiership. Uh, tied with Tom Paddle at the moment. And I think this is one of our better chances on the cards. So Black Opal, the top weight, race five, number one. What's your uh, tip for that Premiership? Uh, Jess was uh, three in front and then Todd Pennell's... In fact, really, Jess has been in front uh, pretty much the whole way, and uh, well, for a long time anyway. And uh, that treble uh, from Todd last week really threw a spanner in the works. Uh, which way do you think it's going to go? Yeah, well, no surprise. They all have a pretty full book of rides. I think Jess Eaton might have nine and Todd Pennell might have eight. And they're tied. I think he's got the count back on second placing. So he's in front, um, I guess, of the live ladder at the moment. But... Look, I'm hoping Jessica win, Jessica Eaton wins. She's, as I said, she's been the, the front runner all year um, coming from Victoria and, and making a, a go of it over here. And she's um, quickly <clears throat> quickly hit the ground running. So I hope, based on the fact that she's been leading all the way, um, I hope she can sort of get the job done and, 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 claim, and claim the prize box. All right. Well, not last chance on Saturday, of course, because there is one more Saturday in the season. And that, of course is known to winning post readers as Calendar Day. This Saturday, the Brisbane Racing is at Doombin, and there's one that's not at a particularly flash price, but uh, is a very special horse who uh, should be getting the money. I speak of Miami Flies. That's correct. She didn't blow anyone away at her trial leading into this, but she did hit the line pretty well. The leader there in, in said trial... Um, was getting hard written and she was sort of taking ground of that horse at the end. So she did all she had to, I thought. Her two wins, first and second up, last preparation were, were outstanding. She won by seven lengths on debut. She then beat Georgie's Pride by three and a half lengths. Georgie's Pride went on to win everything <laughs> nearly pretty much after that. She, I think she went on a four or five race winning, winning streak herself. Um, and then third up for Miami Fleiss, the, the, the heavy track sort of was their undoing. And um, in a hot race, she sort of faded up after sitting up on the speed. Looks a very promising time. I think she's a group winner in the making. And whilst this is a, not, a, not a bad field for the likes of um, Eloquently and Dusty Tycoon, I think she's obviously, she should be too fast for them, even from the wide gate with 54 kilos on her back, to make a winning return. So, yeah, no fancy price. Chuck her in your multis, but race four, number six, Miami Fleiss, the best bet. Uh, the value comes up in race three, Rogue Rocker. Uh, thought was... No luck whatsoever in the in the in the wing skinnies behind our Playboy, who look was a super impressive winner. I think won by six lengths, so he wouldn't have beaten that horse. But <clears throat> with even luck in the straight, certainly runs on for seconds. He just was bolting for a run, couldn't get out until a hundred meters, and uh, and really hit the line nicely. Went out the rise to the mile will suit, and um, I think he can get the job done in race three, number one, Rogue Rocker. Okay, once again they're on the Belmont. Track in Perth on Saturday. There is a stakes race. It is race eight, the HG Bolton Sprint, a listed event. 
and our man in Perth, BJ Ryan. He's back from leave, and he thinks Nerodio, uh number three can go on his winning way. Uh, stepping up from 1,000 to 1,200, but from barrier three, BJ thinks that'll be no problem at all to the extent that Nerodio is his uh, best bet on the program, his value bet, race one, number one. We start early, 2.13, Eastern time, 12.13, local. And that is he's a sizzler. Well, with no Joel to talk about New Zealand, um, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast and takes us to our best $20 bet of the weekend. And that we call Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, I asked if I possibly could stop Lindhout last week. Uh, you didn't think so, but uh, somehow I managed to do so, and illusionist, no good either. No, uh, so looked good 50 out, I thought. I was going to get there, but not to me, but um, we press on. Exactly, we do press on, and uh, where do we press on? I'll head to Sydney for mine, Barks. Rose Hill Gardens, race three, I think Yee Yee can... Um, uh, can go on with it after a very dominant first up win at the provincials. All right. Well, I am going to go to Caulfield on Saturday, and I am going to go. I'm going to go stick with. Uh, oh no, that's too big a field. Let's see what I might do. Is I might have uh, <laughs> ten each way. Race four, number two, absolute flirt. Uh, that. Listeners, takes out a fairly abbreviated podcast, but we're just, uh, you know, we're just uh, tapering a little bit uh, in advance of the spring where we're, uh, we're going to get to some really big uh, hour-long episodes, no doubt, with uh, Joel back aboard. Uh, but it leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online as we speak to you, and it is in the shops first thing Friday morning with all the form for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and all your favourite columnists, and features, please do not forget that next week, Friday, July 30, the calendar will be in the shops. So either get there bright and early or ask your news agent to reserve a copy if indeed they are prepared to do so. Uh, make sure you don't miss out. It is uh, Sells Like Hot Cakes. It is the most popular edition of the year. But until calendar time... Have a great weekend. Fun is back. Plenty of winners. And we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.